Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everyone to episode 23 of the Phone Buzz Podcast, recorded February 4th of 2020. We've got a great show for you tonight, Blackberry turned to juice, we share some of the craziest stories around the internet, Apple prepares for World War Three. My name is Evan Krause. I'm going by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How's it going, man? I'm doing good. Good. And uh, Christian Crawford. Hey, doing? What up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> and a return to the podcast, special guest Stephen Maguchi. Probably said it wrong. Hello. A close enough. Smooth Getche, okay? Yeah. yeah. Getche. Happy to be back. My bad. My you know, bad. Third time. You think we'd have it? Have it right by now, but no. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we uh, we we talked before the podcast started, and we're like, I don't think anybody has any good work stories this week, so. We're just gonna get right into the not fake news. Um, oh, what? I'm just we're no no news. Oh my god, yeah. I can't talk. Oh my god, I'm Christian. I'm stroking out. This is gonna be a rough one. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what we do here is we've all gathered um, an interesting news story that we found over the course of the week, and uh, so we're just gonna present it to the group. So, which one of you gentlemen would like to go first? I'll go first. Sure. I go for it. For sure. All right. So, have you ever wanted to own your own furry friend, but you know, life with allergies or the landlord tells you you can't? Well, don't worry. We now have a solution. Awesome. The I'm pro- I might mess this up, but the Piet Cuobo? Petit Cubo? Pe- yeah, Cubo. I don't know. It's something weird I can't pronounce. It's made by a maker in Japan, but it's meant for senior citizens in a home or people who can't own pets because of allergies or apartment rules, but they still want a loving embrace of a soft, cuddly friend. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I got to put the brick. <laughs> Put the so, brakes on this. This is now a headless robotic cat. Oh god. So it is basically like a little cylinder and it has a tail on it <laughs> and it's gray in color. And uh, with addition to the just all that with being furry and soft, if it has a vibrating softly to mimic purring and waggling of its tail of a cat in reaction to a user's touch. It also wags it it's stubbly little tail in response for to sounds. Oh my god, this is I'm at the website right now. <laughs> this is terrifying. That's How did you disgusting. come across this? <laughs> That's disgusting. What is this? <laughs> let me let me show the group here. Uh we'll have to link that on the Twitter. Oh no. Wow. It just Oh, that doesn't look right. Puts uh puts a bad <laughs> image so in the mind. It looks like it looks what like a furry heck? tick with a tail. And it yes. just wiggles around. Oh no! Also, its main selling point is so it is small enough to fit inside your purse. So hey, maybe if we're lucky, there will come a day in the future where you can also take your furry little friend in the wild with you. Mm. But well done. This that's is ridiculous. not all. Uh oh. These only cost a low, low amount of one forty nine. And you can get it on Amazon. And your shipping fee is a low rate of $50. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, my God. I, hang on. Where do you see that? Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> it's right there. Definitely not consumer friendly. Not consumer friendly. Consumer cuddly. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. Wow. Uh, I never thought I'd see the day. Gross. Okay. That's disgusting. I can't want to post that. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Evan, Steven, who would like to go next? Oh, it's all you. I Evan. can. Okay. Okay. Well, what you got, boy? So mine's called the Quirky Egg Minder. Mm. 
So you're at the store and you can't remember how many eggs are in your fridge, in your fridge, <laughs> or you're staring at the eggs in the fridge, wondering if they're still okay to eat. You don't want to get salmonella after all. Don't panic. The Quirky Egg Minder is an egg tray that connects to your phone to tell you how many eggs you have in your tray and how long the eggs have been sitting there, because we can all forget. Of course. While Quirky filed and bankruptcy, wait, while Quirky filed for bank- bankruptcy in 2015, the Egg Minder lives on and is currently available on Amazon for a whole ten dollars. A bargain compared to other products on this list. Um, the ratings on Amazon are dismal at 2.5 out of 5. Um, the Egg Finder also has gained a bit of uh, cult status and is celebrated for being, well, quirky. <laughs> um, here's a review. It says, uh, we check in our eggs from the from the john or the back of a police car or even from the emergency room <laughs> because those warning signs to turn off all cell phones are stupid the egg minder will set all of your hearts and minds at ease okay i got <laughs> i got questions how does it work or not work apparently i i i don't get it i think it just is like it knows that there's something like sitting in that spot of the egg so it thinks that it knows like when the best time is to like is it like a, change like a pad eggs? you put under it or like I, I don't know if you can see it but it's no. it's really small and it's, it just looks like the bottom side of like an egg uh, cartridge. So you're you know supposed they... to take your eggs out of the carton and put it in that? Yes. Oh, okay. It's so... like a little egg carton that like Bluetooths to your phone. Okay. How could it not work then? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cool it's so wrong. I, but it runs very similar to what it sounds like like the smart fridges they have now. You yeah. can put stuff in, and it's like, oh, it's been in this fridge for this long. Like now, it's probably about to spoil. Is isn't that done by a Samsung camera? No, like oh. a, like a camera though. How does that work? Yeah, so like there's a camera, and then like inside of it, like the Samsung fridge. I know when it's inside of it, uh, you put like okay, I put eggs in here on today's date or something like that. But you have to log then, it, don't you? Yeah, you have to log it. Mm. But, like, that's basically what you're doing there. You're just taking the work out of clicking one button to log it. It's just doing it for you. Mm. Like, I just, I don't think it's that far-fetched, but I love the fact that, like, there is a product out there just for <laughs> your eggs. <laughs> I wonder how many competitors there are for that. I don't know. Well, they went bankrupt. Probably so a probably, dozen. Yeah. Well. Yeah, there's probably a right. dozen. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't know. I'd I just like thought it was said it again. Yeah, just because... I just wanted to get full effect of that. <laughs> I just like who who needs something like that? I don't know, man. I don't. Whatever. Know. What's it called? It's called the Quirky Egg Minder. Egg. Apparently, they have an update on here. Um, it says good news to set up for the st- about the status of your eggs. This product is still readily available on Amazon. How old is this? Because I don't think it's still available on Amazon. I don't know. They said they went bankrupt in 2015. This article <laughs> is from. I think it's like. Uh, it, yeah, March it, of 2019. Oh, it ain't on Amazon anymore. <laughs> well, that was quick. Lead paint. All right, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. All right, uh, Stephen, what you got for us? Oh, wow. there it is. Oh, I wait, found wait. it. Oh, Find it. it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're good. Oh, so it is on Amazon. It is still that? on Amazon for 11.99. Oh, look at that. That's hot. It's Prime eligible too. Huh? Ooh. Get them to sponsor us. That's what we need. <laughs> All right, uh, after Zach so rudely interrupted, what you got, Steven? Oh, dang, so mine, I feel terrible about this, actually, but is not so much as a product. But that's all right, that's all right. It is a um, kind of like a joke that you could potentially see China making about like implementing like a mass surveillance system. Sure, sure. For all of the citizens. Of course. Um, uh, it is worth noting, I don't mean to spoil it, but it, uh, who is the publisher for this one? Uh, it's The Onion. Okay. Nice, yes. of course. The Onion, Just to yes. let everybody know where this is going. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so, I mean, each of their citizens, I'll read you a couple of, of quotes from the article, some key quotes that I thought were um, uh, were pretty pretty hilarious. Each of our citizens is a star of their own unique story. <laughs> and who we are, who are we all but spectators? <laughs> Blessed to preserve their performances and make of them something truly immortal. And this is all in uh, in, in justifying a mass surveillance system in China. Of course. And of course. which is something, of course, you know, would not happen in the United States. Well, most people believe it wouldn't happen, but... Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. NSA, Edward Snowden. I've seen the I've seen the podcast. Have you seen the one where he's on the? Uh, I Rogan? saw the one with the GRE, and I read his book, Permanent Record. Yeah, it's totally happening already. But <laughs> yeah, anyways, oh. I didn't mean to catch you up. All right, so um, <laughs> it, it was a good read. So yeah, China officials have never been a country to grant citizens the right to privacy, but they have a solid point in their justification. Life is a grand performance, <laughs> and their exemplary approach to spying on their citizens through a mass surveillance system is something government officials in Washington could learn from. <laughs> While the Patriot Act was signed into law by Bush in 01 and expanded by the Obama administration, certainly infringes on our right to privacy. Americans have no way of ac accessing footage or audio of the government spying and eavesdropping efforts. This inability serves as a direct violation of many citizens' desire to access all parts of their grand performance, which is an unmitigated disgrace to the American people. <laughs> <laughs> While the United States is far from implementing a mass surveillance system similar to that of China's, America's gradual expansion of the Patriot Act over the years could serve as a perfect avenue for introducing this revolutionary technology. It's clear Chinese officials have the best interest of their citizens at heart. Let's hope the great U.S. of A. follows suit in the near future for the betterment of the lives of the American people. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. To, have <laughs> you, this reminds me exactly of uh, that new Netflix show, The Circle. Have you guys heard of that? I've heard of it. I've yeah. heard a little bit about it. I think that'd be pretty interesting. So it's like, uh, for for those that haven't heard of it, it's um, it's a game show based around social media. So the idea is there's like eight or so contestants and you don't know whose real identity and who doesn't have a real identity. And you're just like talking through this like like made up social oh, yeah. network. Yeah, we just yeah. talked about this the other day at work. The other day. The other day. Yeah, the day. <laughs> yeah so like uh, something like that. Um, I mean, obviously it's a it's a fake article from The Onion, but um, we could we could make our own version of that just with unknowing people. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> All of our podcast listeners. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to to my story. What would you guys say is the biggest problem plaguing society today? Go ahead, what you got? Uh, Don't read ahead. Zach. Zach is the biggest problem in society. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. Diseases. Diseases, yeah. Corona. Corona. Coronavirus. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, climate change. Climate change, that's yeah. pretty important. Uh, well, forget everything you guys just said, because if there's one group that's been disenfranchised in America in 2020, it's those it's those brave souls that make the decision day in and day out to proudly wear their design in California Apple AirPods. They face discrimination from every angle, and people just won't leave them alone. They're trying to jam out to the newest Drake album or relax with their favorite podcast, the Bone Buzz podcast. But all anyone wants to do is bug them with menial conversations about their feelings or honk at them when they're trying to jaywalk across seven lanes of traffic. Like, how rude. Last week, one brave AirPod warrior was even refused service at a coffee shop for failing to remove their beloved headphones so the barista could take their order. This is a real problem, sheeple, and it's time to protect our right to wear shiny white plastic buds whenever and wherever we choose. Yeah. 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 Call to action. Hashtag free the AirPod 2020. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. 
but yeah, the actual <laughs> article in the actual article, uh, somebody claims it's like a super unverified story, but they claim they were uh, refused service at a coffee shop because they had an AirPod in, and uh, they were trying to take their order. So I feel like if they yeah, kept being like, it. "Huh, what, <laughs> what?" and guys like, "Just take your AirPod," I was like, "What?" And like, okay, <laughs> then no, leave. But no, one big thing that does annoy me is when I am wearing my AirPods and somebody like just walks up to me and wants to have a conversation. Like your girlfriend or something. That's like, shut up. Oh, yeah. Get out. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Sorry, Tori. <laughs> oh, I thought she could hear me. She might have her AirPods in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the turntables have tied. <laughs> have turned. Speaking of, I mean, AirPods, I mean, I'm kind of reminded of the fact that I saw my first pair of uh, Louis Vuitton Ooh. earbuds. You guys know those? They have those? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's only I like a 300 some like dollar pair of um uh in your, your earphones but yeah louis vuitton huh. yeah straight up are they like a like a knockoff of airpods or, or what they're they're just like they're just like meant to be extra i think huh. like they're very good um uh, uh earbuds but at the same time you know it just like i said they're like 300 some bucks but you know are they like dipped in gold or something oh no just like because of the louis vuitton like the the branding they're just, they're just, yeah. branding. It's probably just like, like, like by them. that lv here's a couple of letters Boom, money. That yeah, just shows that like everyone profit. is trying to get into this market. Of course, of wireless airbuds. Airbuds. Of course. Also, can I bring up like a uh, quick honorable mention from one of my stories? I guess so. There was one that was uh, Pablo Escobar is releasing a beer. What? Oh yeah. my gosh. What? I found he's that got the one. foldable phone. Now he's got a beer. I'm well, surprised he doesn't. It's his. Have it's beer. his daughter that's okay. releasing it for him because he is in jail. But oh, <laughs> that I thought he's dead. What? Is Pablo he, Escobar? Is he no. dead? Yes, he's dead. Is he? Yes. Oh. What? I don't Google. know. He's been dead for a long time, Zach. <laughs> yeah. <I think laughs> he's what? Dead. Well, then this what? article I read was super, super old. I don't uh, know. Gosh, I just typed in Google to Google, so we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pablo think, Escobar. Yeah, he's been huh. dead for a long time. <laughs> Go to show you how much I pay attention. <laughs> um. Okay, hold up. So I just typed in Pablo Escobar, and the first thing... It's a headline from notebookcheck.net, so weird. Uh, it says, Pablo Escobar's brother announces the Escobar Fold 2 amid claims that Escobar Incorporated is scamming buyers of the Fold 1. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my God. Uh, I wish I would have found that hours ago. God, that's so fantastic. But, yeah, he's uh, pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely dead. Yeah, no, he died in 1993. What? Are you thinking of El Chapo? Yeah. That, El Chapo? That El is Chapo. Pablo Escobar. No, it's not. No. Is it? No. No. Oh, no. no. Yeah. I think I'll tell you. Yeah. Wow. I'm going. Dude, yeah. they're coming for you. His name is Zachary <laughs> Whitney. He lives at. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely El I am way off. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wait, so El Chapo's daughter is releasing a beer? Yes. Okay. This makes. Yeah. yeah. It makes a lot more sense. He has a son, too, doesn't he? like, Pablo Escobar's been dead for so long. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I messed that one up. You heard here first. You just watched us uh, learn things in real time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, should we yeah, get into no. the uh, first news story of the night, boys? Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, back in December 2016, TCL, the same company that's made a surprise surge in the TV game, announced that it had secured the rights to create and sell BlackBerry-branded smartphones. This was seen as an exciting revival of the long-beloved brand, and it resulted in the release of phones like the BlackBerry Key 1, uh, the Motion, the Key 2, and the Key 2 LTE. I don't know why they didn't list the priv on this. Um, the key phones were especially interesting as they brought back the iconic BlackBerry design with a physical QWERTY keyboard and a world filled with flat slabs of glass that are virtually indistinguishable from one another. 
Um, unfortunately, the nostalgia of designs from days past doesn't appear to have been enough to keep the BlackBerry ship sailing. On February 3rd, the official BlackBerry mobile Twitter account broke the news saying, quote, We do regret to share, however, that as of August 31st, 2020, TCL Communication will no longer be selling BlackBerry branded mobile devices. TCL Communication has no further rights to design, manufacture, or sell any BlackBerry mobile devices, end quote. Um, and this came from wow. uh, AndroidCentral.com. So it's happened, boys. BlackBerry that, is dead. Oh, my God. It made me peace. so happy. Finally, Finally. We need to all go buy a BlackBerry. <laughs> And wow, then the, you... the, the value will skyrocket. No, <laughs> no, it won't. You guys are dancing on their grave. What the hell? I did not expect that. God, I hated those Blackberry phones. They're so ugly. Okay. All I good never... things must come to an end. So this kind of uh, goes to the first question. Um, so I'm going to ask you first, Zach, because you had a, a very strong reaction. <laughs> Blackberry seemed like they were making a comeback just a few years ago with the release of the Blackberry Priv and Key One. What do you think went wrong for them? They put a QWERTY keyboard on their phones. <laughs> the thing was hideous. Yeah, it was pretty obvious that I was gonna die one one day or another, but it was um, like you take like the size of the like any standard phone, like the S ten or like the eleven Pro, something like that, then get rid of half of it and throw a physical keyboard on there. That's what we wanna do. Yeah. Like, God, that thing was hideous, it was terrible. I think I sold about two or three of them and those are the same people that I wouldn't have been surprised who said Consumer Reports said this was a good phone. <laughs> uh so I'm glad. This is a happy day. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen? Are you uh, are you at all surprised by this news? Uh, I'm not surprised. No. Um, I, I gotta be honest here, a little a slightly. Um, but I mean, I felt like at the back of my mind, it would have happened eventually. Um, yeah. I think the QWERTY keyboard only appealed to like a small niche group of people. So, I mean, I just didn't really feel like over time they'd be able to, you know, lift it off with the ground. So. Right. Yeah. So. I, it's like unfortunate, I. St- but, yeah, there's still people that come in. It's like I I gotta have a QWERTY keyboard. Granted, they're few and far between. Hmm. I just never got the appeal of it. Like, I guess part of it is because I never had a phone like a slider phone with a physical keyboard on it, so hmm. I never learned how to type on it. But if I tried one now, like I just want to end it because it's it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It feels bad. You have to like fat like you fat finger everything. The right. keys are so small. It's yeah. it's so bad. The only time I like sold one and been like I feel okay with selling them one is somebody came in with like a. They have Parkinson's, and mm-hmm. apparently, like this, the keyboard helped their hand. Yeah, I it's like that. them and their doctor like said, "This is the phone you need." Huh. It's almost like typing back on like an iPhone five. Yeah, how the keyboard is just Awful. so smushed Dang. and everything is so close together. Like, like, how did bad we, how did we work this? <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, uh, I was honestly a really big fan of the Priv, which was that one that slid out a keyboard at the bottom. Like it was oh, a. Yeah. It was actually a pretty ahead of its time design with a bezel on it because it was back when the, I think it was back in 2016 or something, and it was a pretty minimal bezel, um, and then the bottom of it slid out for the QWERTY keyboard, and that looked pretty cool. And there was a couple customers that came in and, and uh, I got to see it in person, and I was a fan of that. I thought that could maybe work, but yeah, you see this push to go towards all screen all the time, slapping ha- like you said, Zach, slapping half of it with the keyboard is just not what the market's moving towards. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Not a, not super surprised by that. Um, second question. Uh, the article kind of mentioned this too. Does this prove that nostalgia doesn't sell phones? Yep. No. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh. Oh, okay. All right. Let me, okay. Go to your second part and I'll tell you why I said no. Okay. Uh, the second part is what does this mean for phones? Like the Moto Razor, the new Moto Razor, I was gonna bring which that too. <laughs> the Moto Razor today has now officially been back ordered through past, uh, 
through past weird. Anyways, it's been <laughs> backwarded through the middle of February. Hmm. So it is a very, very popular phone. Think of it like this, though. You're not buying, you're not necessarily just buying that phone. Um, in When I think of like nostalgia, that phone is selling so much because it has the word fold or it is a foldable phone. The thing is, if you were to bring back a, you know, half touch screen, half whatever yeah. that number style, like razor, <laughs> yeah. no, no one's going to buy that. Even though there's that nostalgia factor to it, it's all due to the fact that phone is a foldable phone and it's so new. People are, ch- you know, biting at the bit to get that. That's a good point. I totally, totally, totally agree with that right there. For yeah. sure. It's like yeah. it has nothing to do with nostalgia in that point. It's like this just shows when you do bring back that quote unquote nostalgia look. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. That's just not see, where they are. And I, I would then argue your point with the fact that like what if they'd said Motorola like foldable or something like that and they didn't give it the razor name then you look at it as a folding like middle tier phone like the g7 or something i think the razor helps bring it because the razor was a flagship phone back in the day right i do think that razor name does help it i think it helps it i think i, I think, think you're too. yeah i, I would kind of side with you evan in the fact that i think it's form factor bolstered by nostalgia um and it's going to be easy to prove this because like when the z flip comes out i mean Samsung had flip phones, but like they're not they're not using that name for yeah. it. So it'll be interesting to compare those sales figures of the Z Flip versus the Moto Razor. Yeah. So that'll that'll kind of decide it. But mm. um, um, so Stephen, let me ask you the same question. Um, does does the fact that BlackBerry is going away, the fact that they couldn't revive themselves on on the brand name, um, do you think that proves that nostalgia doesn't sell phones? Uh, overall, yeah, I feel like maybe nine times out of 10 people will go with like the most up-to-date technological advancements Mm -hmm. than they will for some another option simply because of nostalgia, you know? Yeah. Um, because functionality, I mean, that's what people want. People want the newest, the best, the greatest when it comes to technology. So overall, I think people won't go that, go, go that direction. Hmm. Yeah. I could see, uh, I I don't know though, because at the same time, like there's been, I've had, quite a few we've talked about this before i've had quite a few people come in and say you guys have that new razor phone like they just want to see it because the, like they had a razor and they want to move on to the new one and um to that point too like the moto razor doesn't even have that great of specs in it like it's got a mid-range processor and i think like six gigs of ram um so that's why i'm really interested whenever the fold the z fold comes out mm-hmm. because that is actually flagship specs for a flagship price Versus the Razer, which has pretty mediocre specs at a flagship price, so yeah. I do I do agree in some aspects, but I know I think uh, I think seeing the sales figures of those is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Sorry to cut you off there. Go for it. That you were saying like they're back ordered. That's pretty crazy. I mean, that's that pretty I didn't cool. Know about, yeah. that, that could mean two things though. That could mean either yes, there's a lot of demand, or they just don't have a lot of supply. True. So. I don't know. I still think it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. You know, nostalgia, or whatever. You know, backing it, it's. Clearly People sells are, movies. Yeah. May as well sell phones. Right. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's look at kind of the when BlackBerry started to really take over. Do you guys have any fond memories of BlackBerry? No, I've always hated them. First came out. I know. Oh, we're, we're talking about HTC where they had that Windows phone. God, that, we don't need to bring that back <laughs> up. They got me. I get it. <laughs> um, but no, I've never liked the Blackberries. I my my uncle had one mm-hmm. he was like this thing's so cool and like, a couple of my buddies had one I'm like this is stupid like this thing's awful yeah. I never, I didn't like it because like the balls broke all the time on them or they were like breaking my balls man yeah <laughs> or like they were I don't know it was just weird and then I didn't like 
I was a QWERTY. It was a small keyboard, but you still had a two hand. Your yeah. your phone. It was awful. It was dumb. I hated every minute of them. Hmm. My parents had one. I don't remember which one they had. Um, I thought it was pretty cool at the time, but you know, now in this day of age, it's like. Yeah. No, there would be no reason why I'd ever go back to something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or would I would ever have that in my life with where we're at now with technology? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's kind of an odd question for like our age range because that was really probably before we had phones or even cared about phones. Like, yeah. I'm the same same as you, Evan. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was really cool when I saw it, but if I was like 10 years old. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. So it wasn't being sold to me, obviously. I didn't have one myself, but I, th- I think my dad had a couple of them and cause he had, I, I think he had blackberries and then he went to the, the first gen iPhone. Um, yeah, I, I remember, uh, cause that was when phones started to get really small with flip phones and stuff. And it was just something different. It was exciting mm-hmm. to see yeah. the, the evolution of, of mobile devices. But yeah, I agree. It was, it was kind of, before my time so i didn't care too much about yeah it. i'm in that area too um i just kind of saw them thought they were cool but for the most part looked the other way because yeah. i wasn't really into tech <laughs> right back then <laughs> at all um but uh yeah it's like man i want to go play in a, like a sandbox or something Screw <laughs> that. Both dicks. also quick update on the razor yeah the reason why it is back ordered is because there is a larger uh Larger pre-order count than they first originated it. Huh. So instead of running a staggering launch, they just put them all the back order. Hmm. That way they can do a mass launch. Damn, interesting. Huh. Okay. Good for them. What's the retail price on? Is it like fifteen hundred? Uh, Didn't we? Yeah, fifteen hundred. I don't think we took bets on it. We took bets on the the S twenties or the, or the Samsungs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we took bets on that. You Which, still haven't bought lunch. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you forget. Stop it. Um, okay. Sometime this next week, if we all work together, we'll uh, uh, we'll get that arranged. He says that now. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, <laughs> I totally will not forget about it. Uh, yeah. So that's actually a good reminder because uh, the unpacked event is February 11th, and today is what the fourth. So yes. yeah. it actually be really fresh by the next time we record, which is which That'd is good, be good timing. So. Um, that's pretty sweet. So let's move on to our second story tonight. Uh, this f- is from TechCrunch.com. So by a vote of 582 to 40, the European <laughs> Union has passed a resolution urging further action that would require smartphone manufacturers to adopt a single universal charging port on future devices. And just to be clear, the EU has not passed any laws enforcing such action. Rather, the resolution is meant as a kick in the pants to the commission that actually drafts the law under a proposed July 2020 deadline. Uh, The EU claims that the move to a one-port future would solve two problems. Uh, First and foremost, customers wouldn't have to purchase multiple chargers when switching devices every three or four years, and also would ensure interoperability between device manufacturers. And the second uh, is to reduce e-waste. The resolution notes that around 50 million metric tons of e-waste is generated globally per year, with an average of more than 6 kilograms per person, or 13 pounds if you speak bald eagle and barbecue sauce. <laughs> of course, Apple isn't, one to... <laughs> Apple isn't one to roll over and let some government tell them what to do, and responded with the following. Quote, Apple stands for innovation and deeply cares about the customer experience. We believe regulation that forces conformity across the type of connector built into all smartphones stifles innovation rather than encouraging it and would harm consumers in Europe and the economy as a whole. Prior to 2009, the commission considered mandating that all smartphones use only USB micro B, so micro USB, 
connectors, which would have restricted the advancement to Lightning and USB Type-C. Instead, the commission established a voluntary industry standards-based approach that saw the market shift from 30 chargers down to two, uh, down to three, excuse me, soon to be two, Lightning and USB-C, showing this approach does work. We hope the commission will continue to seek a solution that does not restrict the uh, industry's ability to innovate and will bring exciting new technology to customers, end quote. So, with all that said, whose argument do you buy more, the EU or Apple? Who do you think is actually correct here? Or more correct? That's not really uh, I'm going to say Apple. Yeah? I yeah. think so, too. Why is that? Why is that? Because it's kind of exactly what the second bullet point made. The first bullet point, the one talking about like what Apple said, sounds very culty. I don't yeah. know if I like that. <laughs> um, but it's kind of the second one. Like if we just move to one like standardized cable, then why progress? Rebuttal. Apple has used the lightning ports, I think it's been eight years now. So it's not like it's not like they've shown any initiative to like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna change up the game with a new charging port. What say you? It's I don't know I don't know. I don't work at <laughs> Apple. Wait, maybe they have something cooking. Maybe something faster than a USB C. Maybe. They have a USB D. USB D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. Got to be worried about those precious profits. That's, <laughs> I only wonder how much they're making from the dongles. I think they mentioned the dongles. Exactly. The well, now Samsung's yeah. run the dongles too, though. Do what? So Samsung moved, Samsung moved the dongles. Google's moved the dongles. Google's yeah, but but I'm sure like Lightning port across all like product categories. I'm sure oh. Apple makes way more. On Wait, those. it has to. What? I this is Apple has gone away from the headphone jack. Like longer than everybody else has, so of yeah. course they'd sell more. Well, yeah, they've sold more, but like, yeah, they've done it for more years. But they also have more products that that use Lightning. So, um, like phones aside, I'm sure they've sold more in dongles for other things too. But um, that's actually a good point that they like none of these arguments brought up, but everybody's kind of thinking it is. Yeah, Apple makes money off of these dongles. So, do you think? Do you think they're just trying to cover their assets, <laughs> or do you think they're actually like? trying to pitchfork this whole innovation thing i think it's a ladder in yeah my, in my opinion so they're trying to protect innovation or oh sorry um or the former yeah yeah, yeah 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 i don't um, know i i'm having a hard time seeing either side mm. that's just i don't know it's I, deep. I mean i would love a world where everything used one charger because like not only that but anywhere you go you could have like charging ports built in places yeah. exactly it's like a big thing like you go to an airport and have like Instead of having a thousand different cables and like half being iPhone, half being Android, like it'd all be one nice place to plug in. Um, if you're one of those coffee shop people, you don't have to bring your own <laughs> cables anymore. They just be, might be built into the table or something crazy. Like yeah. it could like integrate society a lot more. But I can also see like a company like a company shouldn't have to steer your direction just because you want them to. Well, so you're kind of like getting rid of like the free market ability when you push somebody to go to one area. Yeah, no, that's and that's a, the other thing that I exactly. see more of why Apple's okay with it because you shouldn't be able to generate a rule to monopolize a port. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a tough one because it's like where do you where do you put consumer convenience at the expense of like le letting companies do whatever they want? Um, my mind's not super made up on this yet. Uh, it kind of goes into the second question here. And this will kind of open it up a little bit more, too. So let's assume that the resolution turns into enforced law and Apple has no choice but to adopt USB Type-C. Would we actually see a USB Type-C iPhone or would Apple switch to completely portless? 
I think portless. Because just for timelines uh, purposes, this would the law would hopefully be like enacted by July 2020, which is optimistic, obviously. But it probably wouldn't actually take effect because they have to give manufacturers obviously time to adjust yeah. to it. So it probably wouldn't take effect until like the 2021, 2022 iPhones. So it would be like another year or two of it. So um, would we have a Type C iPhone or would we have a portless iPhone first? Uh, that's so hard. <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for. Portless. I would. I would go portless, just knowing Apple. They just, yeah. Like, because like the same thing. Like, it, it's one of those things we've never seen Apple conform to society. Well, you so all, like to say that they do. I feel like they still find a way around and be like, "Oh, you want to use your chargers? Well, we're not going to use any chargers." Screw also, you. like when you think about it, like even with the MacBooks, like they're now over to this Type C and you know the, the iPad Pros and stuff like that, where you're seeing they're like, "Well, we've tried it." Why not, like, you know, completely shift everything that we've done and let's move on to something that no one has done? That's Apple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the headphone jack. They took it out and they're like, screw screw this. You know, this is going to be how it's going to go. And look at all the other phones and manufacturers that have followed that. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like this would just be Apple's perfect excuse to say, look at us. We're doing something different. Yeah, because then, mm. then they could, like, take look the... Look at us, huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> look at... Not me. Not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Because that's actually an interesting point because then they could take the moral high ground and be right. like, um, we're using wireless chargers. And obviously, there's still a cord there, but um, it, it chunks all of it down into just one product instead of like having all of these cords and a wireless charger. And Yeah. Know. And then you could say, well, we're actually doing more for e-waste than all these other companies. Right. Make them go wireless. Like, oh, dang. That's, a, I mean, that's then, an interesting take. Like then you can think about it as like, well, maybe they'll start to adopt, you know, more powerful wireless chargers and bring back, you know, their their pad or whatever that was called. What Air was power. that called? Air, Air power. power. Air you know, stuff like that. that where it's like they've dropped this off. But yeah. who who's to say that this doesn't come back and, you know, it's better than ever? That's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean? Hopefully they make a wireless charging pad with everything for your watch. Yeah. And the AirPods Pro. AirPods, AirPods Pro. Pro. Yeah. I can't wirelessly charge those things in any of the pre-made pads. Because right. they're only for the regular AirPods, Stupid. not the Pro. Stupid. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's Wait, like what? It just opens yeah. everything up. Like, they'll still work, but they don't sit in the cubby as nice Oh, really? they don't have like the the uh, the silicone tips. Is that right? The first one. So they basically so they... like the regular AirPods. They turned them sideways. It made mm -hmm. them a little bit longer. Okay. And I oh. have they're down in my bedroom, so I don't have them up here with me. Wait, but wait. they have like exchangeable ear tips, though, don't they? They like do have the exchangeable ones? ear tips, but the case itself is a different size. And when you look at those wireless chargers that have them integrated, it's actually like a small like trench thing for them that so they are there specially designed pads for the pros then no that's why i said that i want them to make one. Oh, they don't have one so it just awkwardly like you have to like sit there in the halfway and it's like halfway in this divot oh. halfway not it's really hideous mm. looking huh yeah i didn't realize that was a problem that's nasty yeah, yeah that's that's the current <laughs> that's first world nasty. problem we're on right nasty. now <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this thing. first world rich guy problem exactly screw us and we deserve <laughs> to order at starbucks without being discriminated against yeah exactly i'm still i'm still fired up about that i'm totally actually mad at it um <laughs> Uh, we we kind of had this debate actually a couple weeks ago talking about would they go portless for the 2021 mm -hmm. iPhones. This would actually plug be like a, like a weird segue. Do what? Huh? Huh? He said plug the holes. Yeah. Stop. Plug the holes 2020. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Um, Steven, do you think they would go to – do you think Apple would move their iPhones to Type-C first or would they go completely portless first? Honestly, like, I, was, I was kind of thinking more along the lines of them not doing it, but I mean – after I heard what was said earlier uh, from Zach and Evan, I'm kind of more indifferent, but I guess like kind of leaning more on the side of them doing it. 
Do, um, like switching it, to Type C or switching portless? Switching, switching portless. So, um, okay, okay, I mean, okay. uh, it does leave them a lot of room. It's almost as if they're like taking the 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 um, the higher road, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that hey, look at what these companies are still doing. Yeah, right. you may get on us for what we once did, but you know, look at what look at what we've done. Right, yeah. and that might also um, maybe compel other companies if they can, you know, to follow suit. But yeah, um, I, I don't think the technology is too far fetched. I think they could have it done during that time period. Have a have a legitimately good phone that's wireless charging that wouldn't be too big of a hassle. Yes, yes. I just see. Here's another thing that the uh, that the article mentioned, or maybe it was a different one. Uh, there was also like Mac rumors. I got some of this info from. But another thing they uh, they said was if you get rid of the lightning port and you move everything to Type C, then you would still have the issue of all the existing wires that are lightning. So like those are just waste now. Yeah. Mm. So I mean that happens no matter what you do if you switch from a port to another port. But Apple has what a billion devices in use right now. Like getting rid of that lightning port and shifting everybody over to Type C. Yes, it will be gradual, but you've made a billion wires just useless. Yeah, in, yeah. in a sense, that's a good point. It's like they've built up for so long. Like, well, not necessarily that they've ne- necessarily worked towards this, but it's like you can tell people like, hey, your lightning cable will still work with your five. That's also you know you've used for how many years, and now your eleven Pro can use it. Right. You know, same kind of stuff. And it's like now all of that's just gone. So yeah. all of the twelve. 15 you know lightning cables that you've bought over the span of you know eight years that's just that's gone and you have to throw them in the trash yeah and that's kind of what he's saying like we all have apple products like how many cables do we all have in this room alone right it's like Like, i'm not not in the room but like through all of us like i probably own like seven or eight myself yeah you probably close to the same because you have an iphone too you probably own at least two i imagine for my ipad yeah yeah and I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have three for my iPad. Yeah, see? So, <laughs> yeah. It's like right I have there, 50. We have, we have almost like 20 cables yeah. through the four of us alone. Yeah. That would just be waste. That's the mm. pro- That's the problem with e-waste. It's like, or switching ports and e-waste in general. It's like, no matter what you do, you're going to create some some waste. It's just a matter of whether you do it quickly and rip it off like a Band-Aid or, you know, if you just prolong it as long as possible. Like, who's to say what the better option is? I'm sure there's been studies out there for it but right and it's like in this case when you when you do just rip it off like a band-aid there's not like those extra years where it's like you're starting to wean off of it but they're still there so it's like you just cut production and that's it you know and then you don't have to you know maybe have so many cords with the next couple years you know it's just boom done yeah i think it's always interesting because uh Anytime somebody upgrades a phone, they always they always bitch and complain what, about what like, cord do I have now? Yeah, I mean, which is a fair question, but I mean, we used to hear that that complaint a lot. And it's like, oh, Apple's switching up my charging port again. It's like, what? Well, I've actually kept the same one for eight yeah. years now, yeah. and like they only switched once. Like they only switched yeah. from the thirty pin to the lightning. So, I mean, I just it's kind of a funny argument. I think Samsung switched. Samsung has switched more than Apple has because they had micro. And then they had USB that, that weird. 3.0, yeah, yeah, which was really like that elongated one. one. Which, to be fair, to be fair, it did also have micro USB on the side of it, but it had that extra little port. Yeah. So they technically switched three times because now it's Type C. So, yeah, no, just interesting. Uh, everyone complains like, oh, Apple switching up my cables and stuff. And they also do that with with cases with the iPhones because you can still use iPhone 8 cases on an iPhone 6. I mean, yeah. some of them, some of them at least. Um, yeah, everybody's like, oh, they're going to make me get a new case. They've actually been one of the only ones to let you keep the same cases. I mean, yeah, technically, in a way, you can use a 10R case on an 11. Yeah. yeah. And vice versa. <laughs> if you really want to, like, hate yourself. But, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bought this phone for this camera and I can't see it. Because <laughs> it, blo- it blocks the bottom camera, doesn't it? No, it would block. all. The only thing it blocks is like your light sensors on the side. Wait, so what? Are like, you saying if you use the 11, iPhone? not the 11 Pro? Right, but if you use an iPhone 11 in a 10R case, it depends yeah, on the saying, case. All, it all depends on do. the case because some cases are longer, um, like the iPhone XS cases, but then some are like the 8, where it's just the hole. That would block the bottom one. No, but it, yeah, no, the yeah. 10R because the 10R case has the same cutout as the cameras on the 11. Does it really? No, yes. not all of them. Okay, well, I'm, I'll show you work tomorrow. Right. I, I can show you work because there's a guy at our work that does that. He has an outer box 10R case on an iPhone 11. You get both your cameras, but they move the light sensors over. Huh. So where that third camera is on the pros, like, yeah, right there, that's where's where your the light, light sensors, sensors are. So yeah. the cases work on them. You just lose your light sensors. Huh. Okay. Interesting. And you can't see your Apple logo either because the Apple logo is in a different spot. Well, then uh, I'm not sold on it. I've got to see that <laughs> thing. Does that mean that guy switched for, or that lady, I don't know who it was. Uh, does that mean they switched from an iPhone XR to an iPhone 11? No. Uh, oh. They just moved up to an iPhone 11 and the XR cases were cheaper. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> what a weird upgrade. Um, huh. Okay. Well, I did not know that. Interesting. Shall we go on to the final story tonight, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, we're going to be let's broke up it. here in a second when Evan proves that I'm right. Yeah, so. I would like to say I was wrong. Um, <laughs> what I thought I was looking at was not the same thing. <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> Takes a big man to admit his mistake, and he is that big man. All right, uh, so this was actually on the dock for last week, uh, but it still, still, uh, still applies. So... Uh, this month, actually, yeah, earlier this month, we celebrated 10 years of the iPad. Uh, so Steve Jobs stepped on stage 10 years ago to introduce the world to the iPad. RIP. It was, by his own admission, a third category of device that sits somewhere between a smartphone and a laptop. Jobs unveiled the iPad just days after the annual Consumer Electronics Show uh, ended in Las Vegas and at a time when netbooks were dominating personal computing sales. And this is a quote directly from Jobs. Uh, He said, if there's going to be a third category of device, it's going to have to be better at these kinds of tasks than a laptop or a smartphone. Otherwise, it has no reason for being, end quote. The iPad was widely mocked for its name and in the days after the announcement, and some analysts had already predicted that it would flop before it was even announced. Wired labeled it, quote, little more than a giant iPhone. (laughs) And there were predictions that it wouldn't be a significant product line for Apple. Apple went on to sell 300,000 iPads on the first uh, day of sales and it broke 2 million sales less than two months later. After selling 7.5 million iPads in 2010, Apple sold 32.4 million iPads in 2011, 58.3 million in 2012, and 71 million in 2013. Oh my goodness. The naysayers were proven wrong almost immediately, and Apple has sold well over 350 million iPads to date, even though sales peaked in 2013. My goodness. Apple's iPad may have transformed the tablet market, but it now appears to be growing into something more. The next decade of iPad will define whether it remains as a third category of device that's capable of occasionally bridging the gap between tablet and PC, or if it's ready to fully embrace life as a laptop. Um, that information came from TheVerge.com, by the way. Dial. Yeah. Um, so, question to you guys. Obviously, it's a it's a product that I definitely doubted whenever it first came out, and I agree. Like hearing the name iPad, I absolutely made fun of it. Um, do you guys remember the first time you used an iPad, or what your first impressions of it were? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Truth be told, I had the same sentiment towards iPads whenever they first <laughs> came ridiculous. out. That's ridiculous. Like, honestly, yeah. Um, then I saw how popular they were, and I used one for the first time at my church. My pastor uh, 
was the first one, uh, first person I saw with one, and he let me use it. You know, it was on uh, YouTube, kind of scrolled around a bit. I was fascinated with it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it just felt better in the hand. I just, I could envision myself using something like this at the time in my room at night before bed. And yeah, I've had two iPads now. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Zach? So I never, like, I never actually, like, fully used an iPad for myself until after I had a MacBook. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see the purpose of an iPad. Yeah. Um, like, a couple of my friends had them when I was in high school and things like that because I had a couple of private school friends and they had to have iPads. Reflex, but okay. Yeah. They would, like, their schools required iPads because yeah, yeah. they're all high and mighty. Um, but they had iPads and they were fun to play with, but, like, it was. I don't know. It, it's kind of where I still sit today. It's that weird merger between a phone and a computer. Yeah. And uh, Denton, who's been here a couple times, he yeah. offered to sell me one of his iPads, and I leaned on it for a long time. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't see why I would need an iPad when I have the phone and the computer already. Right. I think if I didn't have that, then I'd look more heavily to the iPad, and where I would kind of need to see the iPad move into a full computer myself Fair. before I would get one. Yeah. Sure. What about you, Evan? What was your uh, What was your first like kind of sentiment towards the iPad? So I don't like honestly really remember a whole lot of like when the first iPad came out. Um, I remember I got a the first generation uh, iPad Mini. Same. That was my first iPad that I had. Actually, my only iPad that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do miss it. It was nice to have that um, portability of you know essentially having a phone that you know you can just like sit with in bed and it's like big enough to you know enjoy what you're doing on it yeah. um regardless of what you're watching shout out browsers.com shout out adam always had to put uh, <laughs> but anyways it was like I, again i i don't remember enough of like the first unveiling um but i know that i was just i loved it yeah. like i think at that point um i had just switched from I think it was like an iPhone 5S or something like that to mm-hmm. an Android. And I like really liked, you know, going back to that option of having the iPad. Um, and I'm at a point in where in my life where like, I really want a, like an iPad pro, yeah. like because of all of the one, the portability is great. It's mm-hmm. like having a smaller laptop that you can just carry around all the time. Um, <clears throat> and you know, with the promotion display and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's an promotion. enjoyable experience. It's not sitting yeah. there on like this really crappy, you know, piece of junk that's just like oh you know i might use my ipad every so often it's like it's a good piece of technology that you can just sit there and yeah. play around with yeah yeah i know it's not the pro that you have christian but uh, is, truth be it's a the other pro yeah it's a it's a 10.5 okay okay yeah. um yeah, low-key yeah. ever since we had class together last year i see you take notes on that low-key like i'm like damn ever since i saw you do it for the first time yeah i was like i gotta get myself one it's of those. Same. i don't I have saw the a pencil, kid take but... notes i was like wow I want that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's so that's exactly why I have it. I'll be honest, I don't use it that much at home. Like I almost never touch my mm-hmm. iPad when I'm actually at home because I use my phone all the time or I'm on my laptop doing work. But um, there came a point like, so I have the 2014 MacBook and I carried that to class with me for about two years. And then I was like, ah, just like, I, I had a brush in where I almost had somebody run over it. Like, <laughs> like with a bike oh and so i was kind of scared to take it with me anywhere so um i actually had an air 2 at the time or i got one shortly after that and i started like typing my notes up and then uh kind of stopped using it for class uh, i took a semester off and just kind of forgot i had it um but yeah now i use my ipad for 
Uh, it's a portable laptop for me because like if I'm writing stuff, if I'm just taking notes, like it's perfect for that size. It's not as ex expensive as my MacBook, so I don't worry as much about like losing it or it getting hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I love handwriting my notes on it. It helps with class. It's super nice to organize electronically. You can find it on your phone. Just I never thought I'd use the iPad as much as I do just for productivity stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't really use it as a media tablet. I just yeah. use it for productivity. I, I love it. Um, mm. But yeah, I can't really remember the first time I saw an iPad, honestly. I know I just asked you guys all that same question. But um, yeah, it was one of those things that I, I was definitely a doubter. I thought, you know, there's there's no point. It looks like a big iPhone. It functions like a big iPhone. And to to a certain extent, it was a big iPhone mm -hmm. until like iPad OS came out. There's all these other improvements, but um yeah i'm definitely sold on it now and uh i i think i'll i think i'll always be an ipad person um but let me let me ask you guys uh this question how do you think the ipad will evolve to survive and meet our needs in the next 10 years because like zach kind of mentioned he doesn't see a need for it right now um but do you think if there were something to change about it like what do you think what do you think some changes would be that would make you want an ipad um, I mean, like one cool thing that they're getting towards now, which I don't, I, I want a keyboard. Like I'm the weird side of it is like, I always want a keyboard on it. Mm -hmm. Cause if I ever, like, if I, if, if you can make a MacBook like a two in one with a keyboard all the way on it, like that would be the idea. So like if the next iPad Sold. was like a two in one, but no, I'm not saying like magnet, like a full, like if I could just sit there and rotate it all the way around mm -hmm. and be like a nice hard, like, mm. Well, they I, make like the Zach ones for those, and like you've seen the yeah. But I want like the Surface ones. They're like I want like a hard physical keyboard on it. That huh. way, I can rest anywhere on it. <laughs> well, then you could debate like <laughs> Apple coming out with a MacBook with a touchscreen. So that's what right? yeah, that's more or less what I would like to see. But I think they'd be more using the iPad iPad technology and creating a two in one before they do a, a MacBook. Right, because like if you created the iPad into a two-in-one, and it wouldn't necessarily kill your MacBook sales. And the only other thing would be big is the the cellular in it. Like if they had a cellular MacBook, that'd be awesome. Oh, I thought you were about to say iPad. I'm like, I've got good news yeah. for you, buddy. No, <laughs> no. Like if they, like if I could get a two-in-one cellular MacBook, pretty much, huh. then yeah. I would make the switch. Because I think that's what they do first. Instead of making the MacBooks two-in-one. They yeah. would make the iPad a two-in-one. It's interesting you mentioned the keyboard because that was my biggest gripe because I had a Zag keyboard on my iPad Air 2, and it was a lot harder to take off and put back on compared to the smart keyboard I use right now because uh, there are times where I want to have that keyboard, like if I'm going to certain classes certain days, and there's certain days where I don't want the keyboard so I can switch to another case or just not use one. Um, so having the flexibility on the smart keyboard, I love. I don't think I, I would be sold on the two-in-one MacBook. Um, but I, I guess I could see what you're talking about. Like if you use a keyboard a lot and you kind of just want a touch screen instead of the other way around, I could see how that would be. Yeah. And that's where I was. Cause I had a surface pro three for a long time mm -hmm. and it was cool. Like there's a reason why I got it. Cause there was a two and one, I could switch back and forth and I could take my notes on it. Then I just never found myself using that. And like, I never used the touch screen really. Like I just, I paid all this extra money for something I didn't use. Yeah. yeah. And I know when I got an iPad, it'd be the exact same way. So why waste my money on it? Fair. That's a good point. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you think they could change Steven in the next 10 years to make the iPad? Cause they put a lot of resources into it and you saw that commercial where, uh, where that girl was using a, an iPad pro with a keyboard. And then 
um, one of her neighbors is like, nice uh, computer you got there. And she's like, what's a computer? So it's clearly like laying in her backyard or something. Yeah. It's like, what's a computer? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So it's obvious that they're, that they want the iPad to become the next generation of computing. So what do you think they could do or change or improve in the next 10 years to make it that? That would sound check, Evan. (laughs) So as of now, I can't think of any like significant changes that they can make. Uh, to the iPad so it can like have like a massive improvement in the next 10 years but I think mm-hmm. honestly if they I mean it's hard to predict the future of course but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's kind true. of a difficult question <laughs> but if they were to um, continue to make like uh, the same like internal improvements the same the same like um, you know you know hardware improvements and they uh, improve like a lot of the um, uh, kind of like secondary attachment type things you can use with the iPad like yeah. um, Zach mentioned the keyboard my dad has a really nice keyboard uh, for his iPad supplied by his work can't think of the brand but it's really nice really tactile they continue to improve on the things that they've made while making uh, the devices stronger as years as years pass I think uh, they can sustain um, a good amount of like people that will still use them. Yeah. Uh, so, this, so that's what I think overall. It's just making the accessory game a little bit better. Yeah, accessory which... game. Yeah, and of course, you know, improvements to the device. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So it just kind of bring me one more point that I just thought of too. Hmm. Was I had a lady that came in one day and she had an iPad and then she had a case that was called the Bridge Case, I think. Yep. And that thing was so cool because it was it was what I wanted. It was a nice metal keyboard. Instead, it was two in one. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is what I want. It fit. It fit the new 12.9 inch iPad. Hmm. So like, it, yeah, it mocked. Then, it mocked a MacBook. Like yeah. the keyboard looked exactly like. Did it have MacBook. a trackpad on it? It did. It oh. did have a trackpad on it. Did it work well? Yes. The only downside oh. of it was for it to go two in one. You had to take the iPad out, flip it back around, put it in, and then that's how it turned two in one. Huh. Dang. So it still wasn't fully practical. But I was so excited when I seen that, and she said, I'm not putting it in there. And I was like, all right, I will. And I did that, and I was like pulling back on it, and it wouldn't go anymore. It got really stiff. I'm like, well, if you want to see if it goes around, you can, but I'm not going to sit here and snap your iPad in front of your face. Wow. And that's when I read the box a little bit further, and you had to turn it around. I was like, dang. Just was, be like, do you have yeah, Apple so, Care? Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Just crack. Yeah. So if an accessory like that can excite someone like you who's heavily invested in tech, I mean, I think it can something like that can have the potential to maybe sway somebody into trying an iPad for the first yeah. time. Oh, good point. Sure. Sure. So good. So. That's a good point. Honestly, the only thing I want, because I sat for like a week debating if I wanted to buy that iPad from Den or not. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't do it. It's not a big enough change to yeah. get rid of my MacBook, which I like more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of fell into this current iPad that I have because I, I honestly, I bought it with the intention of reselling it because <laughs> it was such a good deal. And it came with a pencil and it came with a smart keyboard. And then I started using it, and I took it to class with me one day. I was like, ah, damn it. Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to use this a lot now. Um, let me ask the uh, same question to you, Evan. What do you, think, what do you think they could improve in the next 10 years to make the iPad the future of computing? See, I was, I'm having a hard time thinking of uh, extra things because I, I almost feel like we're in a spot where technology is, is ra- you know, rapidly changing to where the iPad might be left behind. Yeah, because when you think about it, the the you can only go so far until you're in laptop territory, right? So when you, you know, upgrade the accessories and you add these extra keyboards, you're at laptop territory. You know, you're already starting to see like iPad OS become more functional, mm-hmm. but you're you're also stepping towards you know a touchscreen MacBook, right. essentially. You know what I mean? And so I feel like there's only so much you can do. And like exa- for example, with this new release of the iPad Pro, they're adding a new camera. You know, little things like that where you you have the option for practicality, but also the phone that's sitting in your pocket 
is the practicality. Yeah. You can only add so many cameras to an iPad to where you finally take it out and take a picture with it. You know, stuff like that where yeah. why not just pull out your phone, right? So when you have the, you know, the only thing that I really see the iPads just will will you know stick with when 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 going in the future is is the portability hmm. yeah and that's that's the only thing i can like sit down and think about and of course you all have like really good points and everything but it's just you're they're inching too close to like laptop territory yeah i don't know that's just where i'm at that's a good point um because that's actually a really good point because apple is always they've I, I forget who i heard this from i think it was renee richie he's got some really good videos on youtube explaining stuff about apple but uh He's always explained that Apple realizes that it's more than a product, short of the iPhone because it's their top seller, um, that they're not just a product, they're like a full company. Mm -hmm. And so they have no problem replacing current lineups if they see something new or some um, or some category that's going to become big. And they've been right so far. I mean, they can pretty much you know crippled the iPod because the iPhone was just better in every way and it fit more people's needs. Um, so I think they'll stick with the iPad for at least another five generations, um, unless there's just like some crazy new thing that comes out, like technology-wise. But I think the future, um, and this goes for smartphones too, uh, the thing that's going to propel the industry forward in the next 10 years is going to be software, because the hardware is all coming to a point where it's just you know a glass slab, like there's not a whole lot of differentiation between it. It's going to be software. Like you're not going to see these huge differences in hardware design anymore. It's just going to be a screen, which is what we all want. Um, so they're going to increase the screen size a little bit, keep the body the same size. They're going to make multitasking way better because as of right now, it's not super great. Like it functions, but it's not very user friendly. So there's going to be improvements in how you interact with the software and how you get to the services that you use every day. And that's that's really good. You you kind of like finished what I was trying to trying to get to. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. Like it's definitely going to be there for a long time, but there are all there are only, you know only so many physical things you can do for it, you know, yeah. to make it better. And yeah, like to your points too, Stephen. Um yeah, making making better accessories that go with it and like making the Apple Pencil more versatile and better and you know, last longer on a single charge compared to Gen One. Um, yeah, I think I think the accessory game, I think the software game is going to be huge, but there's not going to be a whole lot of physical differences in the iPad. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. So, thanks everyone for tuning into the Phone Buzz podcast. The show is brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P H One B U Z Z, and give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Kraus. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. I'm Steve Mugeshe. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Peace.